0: It wasn't just a religious exercise it was an activity that uh, generated power according to james chapter 5 the bible says the prayer of a righteous man makes tremendous power available dynamic in its working power has been made available dynamic in its working this morning and we're going to see the outcome of all of our prayers in jesus name this morning I I have the privilege of sharing God's word with us, and I'm going to be sharing from the book of Acts, chapter 9. And I want to share a message I like to title Life Changing Encounters with God. Life Changing Encounters with God. So let's go to Acts, chapter 9, and it's is the story of uh, Apostle Apostle Paul. Um, I'm going to be reading from verse one. Read. It says, And saw, so, yet breathing out the threatenings and slaughter against the disciples of the Lord, went unto the high priest and desired of them letters to Damascus." to the synagogues, that if he found any of them of this way, whether they were men or women, he might bring them bound unto Jerusalem. And as he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly there shined round about him a light from heaven, and he fell to the earth, and heard a voice saying unto him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? And he said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom thy persecutest. It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And he trembling and astonished, said, Lord, what wilt thou have me to do? And the Lord said unto him, Arise, and go into the city, and it shall be told thee what thou must do. And the men which journeyed with him stood speechless, hearing a voice, but seeing no man. And Saul arose from the earth. And when his eyes were opened he saw no man but they led him by the hand and brought him into damascus and he was three days without sight and neither did eat nor drink and there was a certain disciple at damascus named ananias and to him said the lord in a vision ananias and he said behold i am here lord And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the streets, which is called straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus. For behold, he prayeth. And had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man, how much evil he had done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he hath he authority from the chief priests to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, go thy way, for it is a chosen vessel unto me to bring my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. Glory to God. Um, here we have in Acts chapter nine, a very interesting story. We have the story of Apostle Paul. Well, let's, let's call him Brother Saul. Brother Saul was a, a Jew And um, a devout one at that, one who believed that as far as he was concerned, he was following the plan of God for his life. He had great zeal and enthusiasm about checkmitting a a group of people. They called them the way. And by the way, the way (laughs) refers to the, the movement at that time where they began to talk about being born again, the new creation realities, about how Christ had died. Back then, they referred to them as the way. And to him, it was a bunch of heretic people, a bunch of no good people, a sect, who had started preaching some things. And out of, quote-unquote, a righteous indignation, He began to persecute these people, and he felt the next line of action was to go seek some kind of authorization from the scribes to arrest them and to put them in jail, because that was the only thing they were deserving of. So he was moving his life in a particular direction with a lot of zeal, with a lot of passion, thinking he was serving God. But something significant happened to him. I, I call it the, the Damascus road experience. On his way to Damascus to try and get a letter to give him authorization to continue with his persecutory activities against the church. He encountered the Lord, glory to his name. <laughs> the Bible makes us understand that while he was journeying that something happened to him he said that and and he says let me let me let me read to you he says and he said from verse, uh, verse, um, verse three and as he journeyed he came near Damascus and suddenly there shine shined around him a light from heaven and he fell to the earth and heard a voice. Saying to him, Saul, Saul, why thou persecutest thou me? And he said, Who art thou, Lord? Glory to God! It's so interesting. You know, um, Saul was uh, going, thinking it was acting against against the uh, the believers, and he took some intentional steps out of his zeal for God to carry out God's agenda. But we find an interesting scenario here. The moment God began to speak up to him, to let him know that, guys, you are on the wrong path. You are walking the wrong way. Immediately, he started sensing this must be God. Isn't it interesting that, he it, it didn't, it didn't attribute that experience. You know, if you think about it, if you if you see light and you fall to the ground, you know, you could think it could be some kind of demonic attack or some kind of onslaught of the enemy or some kind of diabolical thing that was about to happen to you, especially if you seriously believe that God was, was the one that was backing you up and carrying out everything that you were carrying out. But the instant he had that experience, the instant he had that encounter, something interesting happened. He said, Lord, something on his inside just knew this must be God. Something on his inside just knew this is some kind of eureka moment for him. Glory to God. You see, are there times in your life where you... You, you're doing some things, or you're acting in certain ways, and you feel, well, I'm I'm carrying out God's bidding, or maybe you've strayed and continue to stray out of God's presence. Maybe you know sometimes there's that streak of uh, rebellion, that streak of, of let me just do what I what I feel I need to do, you know, and maybe maybe in your head you're thinking ah look uh, i've had enough of all these uh touchy things let me just relax <laughs> let me just play does that ever happen to you folks I, i've come to announce to us that everyone needs an encounter everyone needs that life-changing experience that completely turns around our orientation that completely turns around the trajectory of our lives that completely turns around our world view and our perception of who god is and what god Hallelujah to Jesus apostle paul had an encounter, glory to his name. We had Brother Saul, had his name changed, and Brother Saul became Brother Paul. (laughs) Glory to God. Brother Paul was on a journey to to carry out the execution of those he perceived were against God. And I will tell you something, that even in our errors, even in our walking in life, where we feel, ah, maybe I'm doing this for God and you are genuinely walking in error. There's always that you who understands you, who knows the plans and the purposes he has for you. And he's doing his best to make sure that in spite of the errors that you're walking in, that he still brings you to the path of purpose and the path of destiny. I've come to announce to us this morning, it's a short message this morning, that there is a time in our lives that we need to encounter God afresh. There is a time in our lives where we need to experience God coming into our space, enlightening our hearts, enlightening our minds, and unveiling to us who we truly are. Telling us who our true identity is. Telling us who our true purpose is. Showing us what plans he has for us. Showing us what agenda he has for us. You know, the same thing happened to our dear brother Jacob. Jacob was a cunning man. Jacob was a supplanter. Jacob was one who was known to be to use konikoni, uh, if you allow me to use the colloquial language, to always uh, get ahead in life. But God wanted to change his story. God wanted to change the trajectory of his life. And what did God do? God changed his name. Every single time that God wants to change who you are, change what he wants for you, change the, the, your worldview. He will change your name. He changed the name of Saul and made him Paul. He changed the name of, of Jacob and made him Israel. He changed the name of Abraham of Abraham and made him Abraham. God will change us too. And you see, when we talk about the change of name, it's not just the change in what people call you. A change of name talks about a change of your personality. Comes of, talks about a change of your purpose, talks about a change in your worldview, talks about a change in the agenda for which God wants you to begin to apply yourself. So folks, in, uh, in this year of the overflow, we all need these encounters. These encounters with God. We all need these encounters with, with God. We all need these encounters With the Holy Spirit, we all need these encounters that will change our worldview and change the trajectory of our lives. I call it the Damascus experience. Can we begin to hunger? Can we begin to thirst? Can we begin to long to encounter God in a new way? Can we take a step back from the everyday activities, from the hula balloo of everyday life, from the hustle? from the gri and the gra gra that we are always involved in that we always want to try to accomplish one thing or the other chase career chase our dreams chase money chase everything and seek to experience something fresh and new with god and seek to experience something fresh and new with jehovah god wants to change your story God wants to change who you are. God wants to change your personality. God wants to give you a new agenda. God wants you to begin to walk with him in a dimension that he that told you never used to. And you see, this man who had killed people, this man who had been called a murderer, this man who had been called one that was to be dreaded, became the one that God used to write almost two-thirds of the New Testament. The same one who the whole world had labeled a terrible villain was the one that God used to change the destinies of nations. The one that God gave insight and revelation and truth concerning the word of God to to enlighten the hearts of many, many generations. Imagine the many generations of believers that have gone through reading the new testament and how the instrument that was in god's hands apostle paul was a major tool that god used in changing the mindset the trajectory of the lives of many and i just want to encourage us let's long for that those experiences let's long for those life-changing Transforming experiences, what you can call those Eureka moments in our lives, where there is an unveiling of our true identity, an unveiling of our true purpose in life, an unveiling of who we are, what we are, and what God wants us to do. The same experience that happened to Jacob, that he became Israel, the same experience that happened to Abraham, that he became Abraham. That same experience was what happened to Saul that he became Paul. I pray for us this morning Mm -hmm. that the Lord will open the eyes of our understanding, that that it might be flooded with light, that we might know the hope of his calling, the glorious riches of his inheritance in the saints, the exceeding greatness of his power towards us that believe according to the workings of his mighty power. May we be filled. With the knowledge of his will, in all wisdom and in spiritual understanding, that we make work worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May we be strengthened with all might, according to his glorious power, unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. May God plant each and every one of us where he wants us to be and empower us with unctions to function, that we may stand appropriately in the respective offices of our call. May we have deep, deep deep-seated encounters, personal encounters, life-changing encounters that reorientate our minds and our thinking and our worldview and our vision of what God wants to do with us, through us, and for us. And we begin to embrace the visions of God and embrace the dreams that God will give to us and embrace that which God has laid down as a blueprint for our lives. And as we begin to lay hold of them, line upon line, precept upon precept, a little here and a little there, God will walk us by the hand every day, step by step, one step at a time, taking us closer and closer into the depths of what he wants us to walk in and into the paths that he wants us to thread. And as he does that, we will be vessels in his hands, vessels in, mighty, in God's hands, to, to carry out the great agenda in this end time, to carry out his bidding, to be used of him as a mighty battle axe, to thread down the agenda of hell. And like Jesus said, and as was said about Jesus, that it was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. May we be manifested that we might also destroy the works of the devil. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Father, we just thank you. We say glory to your name. Thank you for all that you're doing and all that you're showing us. May we walk in the light of this. In this season, in this year of the overflow, may we all enter into the overflow by having deep spiritual encounters with you that are life-changing, that change our trajectory, our worldview, and our names, and what you want us to do. Thank you, dear Father, for in Jesus' name we pray. Thank you, everybody, for joining me this morning. Go ahead and have a fantastic day. Bye-bye.